1: Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Scott Benjamin, and I'm joined by Ben Bolin.
0: Yep, that's me, Ben Bolin. I write some videos here. I hang out with Scott, and according to the way we started this podcast, I think we both kind of play this poker face thing figuring yeah.
1: out who's gonna do the intro <laughs> who's sorry, gonna say man. who's gonna say the first word yeah sorry yeah. sorry I, th- I thought it was you that's okay All no, right. that's okay we never know until the last minute we never know no it's like um, schrodinger's podcast so i jumped in there with my usual intro sort of um i got a question for you ben do you remember uh the vh1 corvette giveaway no long pause no no I don't remember that no. now that now i'm gonna i hate to ask this okay this was 1989. Yep. How old were you?
0: You really want to know? Were you four? No, <laughs> no. Thank you though. <laughs> uh, no, I was 1989. Let's see, I was like seven, eight. Couldn't oh. drive. Okay. All
1: right. I was 18. Uh, so this was this was my summer. This is the uh, this 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 contest, particular contest. I, I remember this thing. It's burned in my head forever, mm. um, and it's resurfaced in the news recently, and that's why we're talking about it today. Um, it's a very, very interesting contest. And it, today, like, even to today, it remains, I think, intriguing. I, I, mean, I hope I know, everybody agrees.
0: Yeah. I know some of our listeners are listening to this right now going, oh, man, oh, the Corvette giveaway? Because they, like you, know that it's not just one Corvette.
1: Oh, no. This, no. was,
0: this was a big one. You want to go ahead and hit them with the details? I, you know what? Because this is your wheelhouse, I think, I think you're <laughs> gonna, you should steer now, this one. Now,
1: remember, I was 18 that summer, and here is VH1, who is struggling for ratings at the time. Mm. They had to come up with some kind of publicity stunt to, uh, to get people to pay attention to VH1. They were giving away 36 Corvettes that, that summer, but not to 36 different people. They were giving them away to one person. One guy. 36 Corvettes to the man or woman that won the contest, and it was a phone-in contest. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But they were giving away a Corvette from every year from its very beginning in 1953 all the way through 1989. 36 Corvettes, one winner.
0: Let me ask you real quick, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. What What kind of car were you driving at the time?
1: <laughs> I, I just want to, just I, for contrast. I had a 1978 Pontiac Trans Am that looked like uh, the one from Smoking the Bandit. Uh, it's a pretty nice car. Yeah, but it was a pile of junk. Well, looking it, back, I thought it was cool at the time, but it's a pile of junk now. It, it was, was fast. A
0: Thirty-six vintage Corvettes. Now, I mean, of course, we'll need to get. It It wasn't
1: even one vintage Corvette then. <laughs> it was, uh, and that's what I want. I I desperately want. To. I had friends in high school that had Corvettes. I had two two that owned them. One that would sometimes borrow his dad's and drive to school. Kings of the high school parking lot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really cool. And I, I definitely wanted one.
0: Well, you know, you know as well as I do that some of these Corvettes were not all they were cracked up to be, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Now, this was a contest that the idea, I guess, started in 1988 when they, uh, you know, VH1, like I said, they were lo- mm-hmm. losing uh, in the ratings, I guess, and they said they needed something to, uh, to give them a kickstart here. So they hired this TV producer, freelancer. His name is Jim Cahill. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Right? I think so. Cahill. Um, his idea, and this kind of struck him one day when he was sitting in traffic, he had that light bulb moment. Um, exactly. Yeah, A Corvette passed him in traffic, and he decided that uh, he was going to give away not just one Corvette, but every Corvette that it was ever made. He said, "He said if I had my choice of which one I'd want to win, because it was mm-hmm. he was tasked with trying to devise this contest that would gain people's attention. So he said, if I had if I had just one Corvette to give to everybody, which one would I which one would I want to auction off, or which mm-hmm. one would I want to give to them? And he said, not just one." Every single one of them, which is so so cool that yeah, it is that's a cool idea because i it, as far as I know, this has never been done before or after or after exactly we, we haven't heard of anything like this in the past, mm. and I remember seeing these cars in, in the photo shoots that they did. they were pretty nice at the time they were uh, they were clean, mm. uh, they filled up i don't know it must have been four or five truck transports, sure um, they were he- just an enormous collection of corvettes and v h1 again is
0: really, really, really in dire straits here. Yeah. So they're kind of willing to try anything, which is probably the only reason Jim was able to get this through. Exactly.
1: Now, remember, they're in dire straits, and this is 1988, and he spent $610,000 of VH1's money in order to buy (laughs) these 36 Corvettes. So... And I think there's an adjustment, a price adjustment. This information, by the way, is coming from. Uh, I got this. This is looking around on the online mm-hmm. recently, and I found this information on Jalopnik, and uh, they also quote a source. His name is uh, Daniel McDermott uh, mm-hmm. from the New York Times, and this is kind of a, a gathering of information from both of those places. Um, but they say that you know, price adjusted, that amount amounts to 1.1 million dollars today that he spent, um, you know, for for inflation, on buying Corvettes that summer. He bought. 36 Corvettes that summer crazy I know it's crazy and of course he <laughs> one of the things they mentioned is that he drove each one of them home one evening so he drove 36 Corvettes home you know one evening each which you know that's a dream
0: in all fairness he does that his rationalization is that he wanted to make sure they were drivable that's fair
1: enough you know what I, I wouldn't even need that explanation just you, uh, you, you would just got not 30, you've got 36 <laughs> Corvettes at your disposal use them. I mean, when are you going to do it again? They have to be driven. Yeah. Right? That's, I mean, that's what
0: they're for. And there's only like, what, uh, I saw this, uh, I think this is from some of the same places, um, only about 300 of the 1953s were ever made, right? Yes.
1: And now he's got one of them. So you have to drive that. Well, the thing about the 53 Corvette is, and we'll talk about this too as we get to it, yeah. I promise, because in 1953 when they first made the Corvette, almost all of them were, I think maybe all of them were handmade. They only made 300 of these things. They didn't really have the production set up. They all fit a little bit differently,
0: wow. so they,
1: they were all handmade. And because they weren't really for sale to the general public, they never no dealer was ever allowed to take a take a deposit for a 53 Corvette, even though people wanted them. Mm-hmm. GM gave them to um, celebrities. They gave them to. Um, you know, anybody that was in, mayors of cities, governors, you know, whoever else they could think of. Any politicians that were VIPs. There, yeah, VIPs. They wanted them in the hands of, of people that would be out in public in these cars and, and promote them because they didn't know if this little Corvette thing was going to take off.
0: And they liked to sell the
1: 1954 Corvette. Exactly. So okay. they, the, the 54 was the first year they started taking orders, but I see. the 53 Corvette with, again, only 300 of them, a lot of them have a, a real history because they have been through the hands of celebrities. Uh, um, if okay. if not still owned by celebrities, sure. um, so you know there's there's always there's a driving history behind almost every single one of these. Very few executives had them and kept them. You know mm. that that are otherwise unknown. Um, so it, just being that the, they are what they are, fifty three Corvettes are very valuable. And so so Jim's driving these
0: cars yeah. home at night. They they blow what we would call one point one million
1: current dollars yeah. on this. What, how do they how do, how do they get this thing to fly, man? Well, they, they charge two dollars per call for a nine hundred number, the V H one setup. And this is how they did contests before the internet. Um, so had, all, all the young kids. Yeah, out that's there. right. Before the internet, which if right. you can hardly believe that. We did have lights. Yeah, that's right. But they, not computers. They, <laughs> you had to pick up the phone, which is probably a rotary dial, maybe push button, mm-hmm. and uh, dial a nine hundred number. Um, and it was two dollars per call to enter this contest. The first day well, I should say that VH1 got a dollar forty nine for each entry, so they're making a profit on this. They were they're were gaining money back. Yeah, that's, that's how the profit. Too. That's how this thing made money. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Um, they got one hundred ninety thousand calls on the first day, and then by the end of this whole thing, they had one point three million people enter the contest. So, multiply one point three million times a dollar forty nine. Quick. No, I'm kidding. I didn't even do it myself, but it's a lot of money. I did that, but our our <laughs> producer Liz edited that yeah. that part out. Yeah, I'm sure you had the Oh, you were down to the set. You had the right number. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there were also repeat callers out of 1.3 oh, million. Of course, of course. Yeah. Now were you one of them? Uh, you know what? No one ever wins these contests, Ben. So why enter? Yeah.
0: I guess yeah. if you it's like the lottery. If you don't enter, your chances yeah.
1: are roughly the same. No one wins the lottery. It's all scam. Really? No. That's not true. I <laughs> know. I'm just kidding, dude. It's I a, won. I won a no, couple hundred bucks one I t- time. As excited I was about this contest, I can't believe I didn't call in. Probably because I didn't have my parents' permission to call. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I'm making yeah. up excuses. I probably yeah. just forgot to.
0: You pro- probably just forgot. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was too busy working. And you know what? Though we already know who won. Yeah. So we do. And it was a guy who entered just one time. And you're talking about Dennis Amadeo. Um, how do you say it? I think that's right. I'm Amadeo uh, Carpenter, and he, he only entered once. Uh, he's from Long Island. And uh, when he flew to California, Culver City, to get the, to get the award or the, the prize, mm-hmm. um, I guess it was symbolically represented by, you know, a bag of
1: keys. A bag of keys, a five-pound bag. of Oh my keys. god! Five-pound bag of Corvette keys is what they handed him,
0: right? Yeah, and just just to uh, just to put a little bit more celebrity spin on it, uh, Mike Love from the Beach Boys was the guy who oh showed up and gosh. said, "Here's a Corvette." How
1: fantastic would
0: that be? It a Corvette a, key bag,
1: a five-pound bag of keys to to your collection of Corvettes that you have to carry on several transporters.
0: How cool would that be? Yeah, do you have the garage space? Uh, I would. I would damn well find it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I would maybe sell two two uh, Corvettes and build a garage. Yeah, understood. The whole thirty. Understood.
1: Well, the winner did something even more dramatic than that. What did he do? He sold every one of them. He sold every single one of them. He he took a cash option, I guess, if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, not from the company, though. All right. He sold them to an artist. He sold them to an artist named Peter Max. Ah, uh, yes, Peter Max. God, do you know what about uh, anything about Peter Max? Uh, I know
0: just a little bit. Let's see. He was a pretty prominent artist. Um, mm-hmm. He had had success painting um, in, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had done some things like he's he's painted airplanes. He painted a Boeing 777. Mm-hmm. Uh, he painted Dale Earnhardt's NASCAR Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also, uh, I think, hobnob with some presidents. Yeah, I yeah. can
1: see that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of a 60s... Um, Cultural icon? Psychedelic painter, yeah. Yeah. crazy colors, wild mm-hmm. designs, very bold color. Vibrant, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've seen his artwork in galleries before, and uh, it's, it's always big and very bold and uh, very American. I mean, it's usually mm. uh, American flags, and um, the Statue of Liberty comes into play an awful lot. Um, but, you know, just real real uh, vibrant, bold colors. Anyways, he had a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, he had done because, pretty well for himself in <laughs> yeah, the 60s. Yeah, exactly. So he bought. he bought... Uh, from the winner, he. Well, this is strange. He had a dream about the cars. Good. I was hoping you would. Oh, do good. That you part. want to say it. He's. Uh, he had some kind of crazy dream.
0: Uh, he had a very vivid dream. Uh, okay, so a friend <laughs> calls him and says somebody has won this contest. They won 36 Corvettes, according to his story. He falls back asleep and immediately has a dream where all of these Corvettes come out on a stadium and there's, I think, 60,000 people cheering. And he remembers very, vi- very vividly, he remembers the uh, color of the hot dogs or the, the condiments there, people cheering for Peter Max's cars. And then he realizes, Scott, he wakes up with a realization that he
1: should take these cars and paint them. Ah, uh, Yes going to paint the cars he's going to paint them like his uh his canvases right yeah so he's he's looking at these vintage corvettes and this Mm. is where i get a little bit cynical 53 to 89 (laughs) this is where i get just a a tiny bit uh not angry but just a little agitated okay he sees 36 vintage corvettes as 36 canvases uh for his artwork um so he's going to paint them in these bold crazy colors and uh you know these psychedelic designs Mm -hmm. that's his vision um, he bought them from the winner for two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash, uh, which is not bad for the contest winner, right? Plus two hundred fifty thousand dollars in artwork, and the uh, I, guess I guess there's the promise that you know future sale of the cars when they, they become art objects. Uh, he's going to get a you know portion of the proceeds from that as well. The winner will residuals. So roughly, he this Dennis Amadeo, the carpenter from uh, from Long Island, he he made out with five hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, well, cash and goods, mm-hmm. and uh, the promise of you know future money as well. Yeah. So not bad for him. Not bad at all. I mean, he probably didn't have 36 parking spots either. Right. right. So Peter Max owns the cars. Yes, and he does. Peter takes the cars, and guess what he did with them? Scott,
0: I don't have to guess. Why don't you just tell everyone? It
1: is, this is the sad part of the story. This is where, it could, this is where yeah. we take it down a notch. Yeah. Because we'll take it down a notch. Yeah. He parked them in a basement parking structure, a parking garage, mm-hmm. in a Brooklyn apartment building. And they sat there for, I don't know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20 plus, 25 years. Yeah. Until they were found. So in 2005, I think it was? Yeah, 2005. 2005, finally someone from Digital Corvettes tracked these things down and um, realized he posted these pictures to the internet, and mm-hmm. he said that the forum you know on digital corvettes they went crazy because what he found in that parking structure were corvettes that had just not been touched since the day they were parked there it's ugly it's, it's ugly down there the, the photos if you if you have a chance to look at the photos online, they're easy enough to find you know the uh, you can look at Peter Max's Corvette mm. collection or v h one car giveaway or Corvette giveaway um, something like that you'll find them they're covered with so much dust, you can't hardly see them. Dust, and there's also flat tires. There's some scratching. Yeah. But you, you know what, the, though? The windows were left down. The, the windows tops were left down, down. down. Some of them, yeah. So some of them are convertibles. Rodents, you know, kind of making nests in these things.
0: Yeah, some of them need to be reupholstered. But but the engines, you know, I mean, with a little bit of TLC, mm-hmm. these things are salvageable. The, the
1: good news is that these are, and this is the, their own term, these are unmolested originals that that are still... Somewhere, I mean, we've got updates on this, but they've moved. But these are these are thirty-six original Corvettes, basically that you know somebody could take and care for and love, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the good news. Now, the bad news is that uh, Peter Max is not coughing up his collection. No,
0: because he said he had to. He said he's been sidelined a little bit from this because he's had some other pressing projects. For the past twenty five years, and no, I'm i <laughs> kidding. But you know who knows. But he said he said he still plans to do this, and he actually wants to. Um, he actually would like to ac- expand on his original idea. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to sell these. And some of the the story goes, Scott, that some of the people from Digital Corvettes have even said, "Look, man, we will come and we will take care of these for free.
1: Yeah, just just get them." Keep them safe, I guess, is what they want. Right. They just—they're interested in the preservation. They don't care if he still owns them. They want to clean them up. They want to, to just get them back to proper condition
0: because these guys love Corvettes. This is—it's is like their
1: thing. Exactly, it's a piece of history. And in mm-hmm. fact, I mean, there's sight unseen, there's mm-hmm. a guy who um, David Burroughs, who's the CEO of Bloomington Gold. Right. He offered, um, or he actually, just, he just—he just gave an appraisal without ever even seeing them. He knew that now nah, you have 36 Corvettes from this year to this year. Just based on the fact of what's there, I, you know he said it's probably worth about in the neighborhood of eight hundred and forty thousand dollars, which is nothing to laugh at No that's gained that's gained uh, it's, it's appreciated since like two hundred
0: and thirty thousand uh, dollars. yeah,
1: exactly. it's gained two hundred and thirty thousand dollars just sitting there for thir- uh, twenty some years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's incredible this this collection is incredible. It's been moved. Yeah, that's um, the
0: update. We've got some breaking news. Yeah,
1: it has been moved. I mean, I guess the uh, the residency department were angry about this because it took up 36 spots in Brooklyn, which as yeah. you can imagine are premium sure, know, spots. Sure. They, they need those. But the good news is that someone, again, I believe it's uh, Digital Corvettes. Oh, yeah, man. They, this, uh, is,
0: this is definitely a
1: mission. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're watching these things now. Yeah. Uh, they have found them again. They found the collection again. Now, they're not saying where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have kind of documented a little bit of some of the troubles that are that are going on there. It looks like um, it says that most of them are in decent shape. You know, they're still they're still rough, very right, rough. Right, right. But I think they said that uh, the 1974 and 1975 Corvette have significant rear damage, and the 74 is the worst. And someone I saw commented on one of these sites that it looked like they tried to hand push the vehicle. And because of the the uh, material at the back there, it's so brittle, it's like a plastic material, yeah. you know, they probably just put their hands right through it. That's oh, how long wow. these things have sat. They've dried out to the point where, you know, you push on it and it crumbles. Yeah. So um, these things are in need of some help, and I, I hope that he comes through with something, but I'm, I'm doubtful. Well, in Peter
0: Max's defense, I mean, I know it sounds like we're saying bad things about the guy, and I'm mm-hmm. sure... I'm sure that there is uh, a little bit of resentment toward toward him by some car enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, in his defense, he does have plans for these. He wants to get uh, 14 more cars, taking it to an even 50. So that'd be up to like 2003, mm-hmm. 2004 or so. And um, he wants to. Uh, paint the cars and then auction them off which would also be good for uh, mr amadeu because then he would get a portion correct of his
1: proceeds correct and they would i guess technically be pieces of artwork at that point mm-hmm. um the bmw has done art cars before sure. uh, a lot of companies do art cars where where they have uh, you know world-renowned artists paint the vehicle sure. and uh they, they become valuable um but i think a lot of the you know preservationists the ones that uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the way to say it the people that are uh, the historical societies sure traditionalists they they're more interested in, in keep preserving the history of the car and mm-hmm. they would prefer it i know if he didn't touch that 1953 corvette i'm i'm really sure of that because mm-hmm. that one is uh, that's a prize it yeah, really is, um, I think, and I forget the uh, the amounts here, but you know that that amount that I gave you, what was it, eight hundred and forty thousand? Oh yeah, eight hundred forty thousand. I, I think they said that you know four hundred and I'm just going to make the number up four hundred and ten thousand dollars of that mm. was for something like the first four years of the Corvette, which um, you know makes sense. Yeah, because that's the, that's the lion's share of it right there mm. is the is the early years of the vet, and those are the real rare vets that you know they're all in original condition really, and uh, that that's something for someone who has a museum or just wants to you know collect them and gather them um it's important to them so we took
0: it down we're bringing it up i have one last question (laughs) just (laughs) real quick sure Um, uh, what i wanted to ask is do you think the digital corvette community is kind of uh keeping this location uh, a little bit under wraps maybe with some negotiations with max i mean i didn't look into it too much i
1: would have to think that they are pestering the hell out of him in order to get the, uh, you know, to give up the collection piece by piece. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not the whole thing, but, you know, I'm sure that they've got 36 members that would like to buy each one of those 36 Corvettes. And uh, there's probably yeah. more than that. And I would think that yeah. other people are dying to get their hands on the information of where this thing is and how to contact Peter. And just how to, to look at it. Exactly. Too. But um, he's holding fast that he's not selling. And he's, you know, he's like you said, he's got these plans. Mm-hmm. But um, so far, it's how many years in the making. I mean, it's, uh, well, sure, 30 or 21 years in the making. Yeah, yeah. So um, at 21 years that the cars have sat and just kind of rotted, I, I sure hope he does it. I really do just so that, you know, there's Ooh. some kind of conclusion to this thing. I don't want him to see him just go, you know, rust away to well, they wouldn't rust away, I guess. They would just kind of deteriorate, I guess, If they're, they're there long, they long enough. Well, they they they're rust away. <laughs> well, they're fiberglass. They're not going right. to rust. There's uh, going to be pieces left. Yeah. But um you know, they are they are in poor, poor condition right now. And I just want to see somebody get a hold of them that can do something worthwhile with them, whether that's Peter or that's a, a, you know enthusiast.
0: Yeah, well, we – you know, what's interesting about this is that it does end open-ended. And uh, one thing I think we could promise our listeners, Scott, do you think it's fair if we say we'll come back with a maybe a short update if something changes? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like some stuff's been going down in the last few months even on this. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's a chance that maybe something's going to break on it. But um, – I don't know, maybe, you know, f- from the way they describe it, it looks like they're parked there again for another few years. Well, heck, um, maybe
0: our listeners uh, will be able to write in to us with yeah. some info oh, that'd night. be great. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. Well, guys, we're probably going to head out. Uh, by now, you, you usually know the spiel. This is the part where uh, <laughs> we both tell you uh, how much we like listener mail and uh, how much we love hearing new ideas for the show. And we're going to close on the part where we tell you the address.
1: High-speed stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.